This is the Lady Landlords Podcast, and I am your host, Becky Nova. This podcast is for women looking to achieve financial independence through real estate investing. Let's get this episode going. Interested in learning more about the tenant management systems that I use to save me time and money? Make sure to take the Lady Landlords Tenant Management Certification Program now available. I'll make sure to put the link down in the show notes for you. And you can always learn more at lady-landlords.com. Welcome to this week's episode of the Lady Landlords podcast. Today is actually one of our special member spotlight episodes. And I am happy to have Pam Pam Olson on the episode. Pam, if you have not come across Pam in our group, she is our expert on college housing. And I'm so happy to have her here to give some tips about how you can also be renting your rental properties to college students. So Pam, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you? I'm great. It's really great to be here. Thank you, Becky, for inviting me. Yeah. I would love if you would just to start off to tell our listeners a little bit about who Pam the woman is to start with. Okay, my background is actually home sewing, home economics, and art. Um, and I used to work for the magazines in New York City. It was really exciting. And um, Vogue Butterick Pattern Company and all the companies, McCall's, Simplicity. I, I've written a lot of books, um, craft books, uh, quilting books. And uh, that's really my background. But then when I had started having children, you know, I had to do something else. Just used to design, I used to design kits for better homes and gardens. And it's, it's always along the craft lines. And presently for the last 22 years, I've been the uh, arts and crafts director for the city of Glen Cove for the, during the summer. So crafts and sewing sounds corny. But it's a lot of fun. <laughs> I enjoy it. I agree. It. I think everybody loves the, a little D, uh, DIY kind of project <laughs> now and again, right? So right. that's, and also I, I feel like oddly enough, that kind of does fit with like real estate investing where we're always creating and coming up with new projects and seeing what we can kind of do next. So oddly enough, it kind of, it kind of goes hand in hand, but how did we get then from home ec to, to then real estate empires here? Well, what my, I had one son who uh, decided to go to Utica college and really the first parent meeting, we were at breakfast with, um, another set of parents and we were looking at the penny saver saying, uh, do you believe these prices? It's like, you can't buy a pile of dirt in, in you know, Long Island for these prices. And the other person saying, we should buy a house and make Terry and Dan uh, the, you know, the uh, landlords. And, and at first we were hesitant, but I don't know, the more I thought about it, the, thought, the more I thought it was a great idea, but it actually took me until he was going into his senior year to find something and pull the trigger. And once we did, we were off and running. And um, he, my son easily filled the house, the first house with um, his friends. And but he had belonged to a fraternity for the next couple of years. I had just on, you know, word of mouth. That was the best. You know, the house is just filled up. So that's the huh. important part. It immediately made it profitable. So now then there when you planned on buying that first property, was it really just let's just buy the one? Let's just make it for easier for my son let's give him a place or were you kind of like, Hey, there's some money in this college housing. <laughs> Once the money started rolling in, I said, 
hmm, this is great. And um, we put a lot of money into our first house. We put new windows in. That was, you know, six grand right there, you know, 10 grand for the electric. And what happened is an opportunity two houses away uh, came up. And they already had new windows in. So I'm saying, I'm going to save six grand right there. <laughs> working and uh, I was able to pick up, you know, another house, two houses over. And um, without really thinking about it, again, that came immediately profitable with my son helping fill, fill the house. And, um, and one, one other thing, my houses are one mile from the college. So um, especially when gas prices are go up, go up, I add in my, um, in my ads, walk to school <laughs> and they yeah. do, they scoot on their scooters or they rollerblade and, and it's funny. So anyway, yeah. So it just evolved because uh, houses became more available. And then um, mm -hmm. there was a house in between where the man went to a rest home. And so, um, you know, actually I was work, I was helping on that. I, I fixed the sidewalk in between my two houses and we used to pick up the sticks and the garbage on his, you know, just to keep the neighborhood nice. And one day yeah. he just called me from the uh, rest home and said, do you want my house? And I said, sure, <laughs> why not? <laughs> so it just kept evolving. And uh, most of my houses are close together. So it really works wow. out. I, so when, when did you buy the first one, Pam? It's about 14 years ago. And, um, okay. and then it just really kept uh, going from there. And, uh, and I picked up a few more houses along the way. <laughs> That was gonna be my next question. Now, 14 <laughs> years later, how many houses do you have in that area? I have seven houses. Five of them are right together. Four are next door to each other and one's across the street. Wow. And two more around the corner. So I can walk to all my houses. And what's convenient is if I need a screwdriver or the lawnmower or the, <laughs> I just go into one garage and grab it. It's that's That's been beautiful, you know, having them close together. Yes. I actually, as many of our listeners know, I have a house, I have two properties right across the street from each other. And I uh -huh. know it sounds so simple, but I love the fact that I only need one hammer, one ladder, right? <laughs> right? Like, I could just take things right across the street from each other. And it, it just makes maintenance just so much easier. Definitely. So Definitely. I love the fact that you can do that with now even more houses on the same street. So, yeah. and are these single family houses or multifamily houses? Um, most of them are two family houses and okay. one of them, one of them was a two-family house, but it functioned as a one, so I, I made it one. It saves me a little bit in some taxes and just okay. some fees, and it, it makes it easier. And then, so out of the seven houses I have, only one is a one-family house. Okay, and, and the rest are all duplexes. Correct, yeah. Gotcha. Okay, so then it sounds like I love at the beginning, it was nice and easy with your son being in school and having his friends, who's moving into this. And it sounds like you were really able to find your students through word of mouth, is that correct? Right, right. that's correct. And then gotcha. I, I put up posters at the school and I always put little footprints like walk to school. <laughs> my houses are a mile away. And um, you know, I've been competitive with my prices and um, uh, through that and I, I do advertise on Craigslist with success. I, I try some of the other methods, but for me up in uh, this area, Craigslist has worked out. I know it's not always the best for some other people, but it's worked, it's working for me. Good, so that's what I was gonna ask. So let's talk about how we then find these college students, right? So first question on that, do you exclusively rent to college students or if, if another adult that was not in school wanted to live there, would you rent to them? or do you advertise solely for college students? 
in my ads, I put college housing and I definitely okay. get a lot of calls from families, but um, there are a couple of issues. One, lead is a big issue, particularly upstate. My houses are all prior to 1920 and lead is a huge issue. I had a, a, an issue in my own home when I had my twins, their blood levels were high. The Aww. pediatrician reported me, I was fined. They, they kept, um, my house is 1911. Oh so I'm very careful about the lead issue. And I mean, frankly, I only want to um, rent to um, college students because that's my business. Uh, but mm -hmm. when families do ask, uh, I, I'm not able to rent to people because of the lead issue. That's one thing right there. And, um, you know, I don't want to appear to be discriminatory or anything, but I really only intend to stay with the college students. And it also doesn't work out. Like if I have a duplex, it would not work out to have a family on one floor and students on, it just would not work out. <laughs> so um, that's now, been I, <laughs> I so have to share this then. So last night, for our listeners was actually the lady landlord's holiday party in New York and Pam was in attendance there. My husband and I came home and as many of our listeners know, my husband and I have a duplex and we have above us, we actually have college students. We came home exhausted from the party because that we've been planning and setting up for, for so long now. And last night, our college boys apparently decided that they needed to have a beer pong tournament, right? <laughs> of course. <laughs> it, was, it was the exact night. And it's not, you know, and it was just something that, you know, my husband and I, you know, usually we don't hear them and they usually don't bother us, but it was just so funny last night that I could definitely see then that also being an issue, right. having family there saying, well, you know, a, a family with small kids, they got to get to bed, adults got to get to work in the morning, might not necessarily want to live and also what's kind of a fraternity house sometimes, right? Exactly. And the kids yeah. are just, it's, I know because the kids are just finishing their exams Probably all my college students are having the parties, although they want to get home yep. with all of But yes, I know, I know when to time it. My son, my kids actually have given me tons of advice on, on what to do and when the, you know, when they're going to party and when they're not going to party <laughs> when they're studying. That's <laughs> really know. helpful. Now, when you advertise, when you mentioned putting up flyers, which I think is a fantastic idea, or like, do you contact the school itself and say, hey, I have housing right next to it. Do you just kind of walk around and put it up on bulletin boards? How does that work to have that connection with the school, if any at all? Yes. Um, uh, the, the one college that I usually post the most at is Utica College, and they actually only let me post two posters. And I have to go to the housing office and they have to stamp it to approve it. And I believe it can only stay up for three weeks. But after three weeks, I can go and replace it and I can have my contractor or someone go and replace it for me. And that has worked pretty well. And um what I really do like, even though I have duplexes, I like it when a whole team comes to me, six, because uh, most of them are three and three. Um, I like it when one group comes to me for the whole house, because then it resolves parking issues and other issues, you know, so. so the, the well, that's what I was going to ask about next. Now that you're kind of advertising it, I would love to have you share a little bit about how you structure this. Meaning, <laughs> do you rent out the full house? Do we rent by room? Do we rent by semester? So let's kind of break that down. So how do you usually advertise it? Do you advertise then as, you know, the full apartment or do you do by room? Uh, first of all, I advertise, it's a two semester agreement. And um, I get many people that come. So I, I would rather choose a group of, you know, uh, five or six people that come together. But I do charge by the room. And, 
you know, once in a while things go a little sour and uh, one will drop out or something. So I do not penalize the other, um, the, the other students. Some of my um, other, you know, people that I know, they'll suddenly change the rent to um, get, you know, for that third bedroom that's empty. But I'm, I don't do that. Um, I, I'm getting a really nice price for each bedroom, probably more than most people. I know that I'm getting more than most people. <laughs> so I, it just works out. It works out nicely. So do you have a lease separate for each person? Yes, I, I do. And okay. I know some landlords give one lease and have everybody sign it because again, I have college kids. I was having, while I've been doing this, I've had three college kids going through at the same time because I have a set of <laughs> twins and, and two other kids going through. So I know a lot about lease agreements for college kids. Mm -hmm. um, but I um, have each person sign their lease. I didn't like it when I, my daughter on two occasions stayed where there were 12 kids and the lease would say, oh, if one person leaves and everybody has to chip in, I didn't like that. So I decided gotcha. not to, and, um, and they all had to sign, all 12 had to sign the same lease. There were huge houses in Binghamton. But anyway, back to wow. mine, I, I just have every parent parents sign and I have them initial every page because that's supposed to make them read it. <laughs> um, or at least I, it, it'll acknowledge it in court that they right. confer that they said they read it. They actually right. did or not, that's that on them, but at least you're protected by having them initial every page. Right. Smart. And it's, so far, it's worked out great. Um, the parents are responsible as well as the student. And okay. um, honestly, in 14 years, I've had very little problems. They, even through this pandemic, I'm very grateful that everybody's paid. Yeah. So that's important. I think that's, I think that's helpful. And also, since you're doing it by the room, I think it's a little bit more manageable for them, the parents to say, well, I don't have to worry about paying for that, covering the whole apartment. I'm just paying for the room. So I think that's also much more affordable and probably has really helped you also through this pandemic. Now, I, I think, oh, yeah. you had mentioned that there was, that you do two semesters. So when does your lease start and when does your lease end? I let them in about a week to 10 days early so they can get settled. And honestly, I end it like a day after they finish because they want to get out of there anyway. And we super clean it. And during the summer, I have, have been able to rent to um, summer interns, but just like uh, even one uh, tenant per, per floor. So if this is a three bedroom apartment, I, I don't mind if I just have one tenant because I'm five hours away. I cannot have my houses empty. And mm -hmm. there are squatter situations up in Utica, which is where my houses are. Um, and so I've never been, I've never been without tenants. I have travel nurses. I have um, professionals. Some of the best summer people are construction workers. People like say what, but they work 10, 12 hour days. They go to work at five 30 in the morning. They come home, <laughs> they do takeout food. They don't mess up my stove. <laughs> And um, they've been fabulous, absolutely fabulous. And okay, that was actually going to be one of my questions. But then, <laughs> since you're semester to semester, right. do you just leave it empty? So that's interesting. Then that you use these other types of just shorter term leases for right. that time. Gotcha. Right. And then, what would happen if one of the students wanted to stay there for the summer? Does yes. that ever happen? Yes, it sure does. And I I work it out. Um, I give them a lower rate during the summer and I try to get at least two in an apartment. Um, okay. So even if, uh, a lot of times, of course, people do renew. So um, 
the, if someone has to stay during the summer, I try to get them to get another friend that is also around for the summer. And uh, since I have a nice reduced rate, that's been pretty easy. And, um, and that works out. So, you know, uh, they're really, even though it's a duplex and I usually rent to a group of six, it, I'll just give them one apartment. So, so for example, if one from the first and the second floor want to stay for the summer, I, I make them move in together and then I have the other apartment to rent. <laughs> and now with that, if you kind of then have two people on the upper and lower parts of a duplex, let's say, and then now for the summer, you're going to combine them and put them in one unit. Do do you furnish the common areas or are they responsible for that? Well, in the early days, I didn't furnish them, but over the years, people have left so much furniture. I am <laughs> up to here with desks, sofas, <laughs> coffee tables, little side tables. Because when they when they graduate, they're out of there. They're off to yep. California or wherever. So in this at this point, I have a ton of furniture. I, my garages are full of furniture. I'm starting to put things out to the curb. Uh, so anyway, okay. um, and the other thing is during the summer, if they do renew, I let them lock things up because my, my rooms all have locks, um, individual locks. They can mm -hmm. lock their things up and this way, um, you know, even, and, and, and if they, if they're going to renew and they, they're not there this summer, I make them uh, vacate one of the rooms and lock their things up in the other two rooms. And then I put one summer intern oh. in. But, you know, really, I still, that would only be a two-year stint at the most. But a lot of times I really only have a one-year, but I don't mind the short-term rental. I clean the places really well, and mm -hmm. I don't mind short-term. People seem to like longer-term. You know, other landlords seem to like longer-term, but I don't mind short-term rentals. It works out. Sure. Now, if you have somebody that now rented for the two semesters and they're going to go home for the summer, but then they plan on coming back, I love that you have the locks on the doors. Yeah. So if someone says, hey, I'm going to be back in August and I'm going to lock my stuff up, do you charge for them to store their things during the summer? I don't because especially if they're renewing, I'm, I'm really making a very nice amount of money and um, <laughs> I'm just being a nice landlord in that case. And as, as I said, because I get yeah. some income from the extra room it's not a problem at all you don't necessarily need it. and if they're great tenant right. and they're coming back that's something that makes sense for you to do financially because it's kind of like you're charging that premium yeah. for the two really you're taking you know a 10 month lease of, sorry you would be yeah. taking basically the rent that you'd be making in 12 months and condensing it down to 10 months right. so if they need to then just be there and store right. their stuff for two months it's great because then they think they're getting a great deal, even right. though they paid you a premium for the 10 months. And then you also seem like the completely understanding um, landlord that you are. So it kind of works out in everybody's favor. So right. I like and this I, strategy there. I pride myself on being the awesome. I'm just not a landlady. I'm an awesome landlady. The awesome lady. Uh -huh. of <laughs> and yeah. I, Word of mouth is the very best way to get your people. And people know my houses because, again, they've been to a few beer pong parties. They know <laughs> my houses. It's great. <laughs> and they know, yeah. know about me. And so that's just worked really well, you know, to keep things going. That. Now, I have so many things I want to ask about here. <laughs> Next topic that I kind of want to switch into is you had mentioned that you always have the parents and the students responsible. Correct. So how can you tell us a little bit more about how that's worked with co-signers? Um, honestly, it, it works great. I, I've 
most of the time the parents do pay, but there are, of course, some students that rely on financial aid. And mm -hmm. I, I have stipulations in my lease. If that's the case, first of all, they have to discuss it with me. And um, they have to give me a hefty amount before they move in. And then I know the date that financial aid comes in. It's usually around yes. August, uh, uh, October 8th and uh, February 12th. You know, I, I'm there like ready for the money. So um, there's communication. It's important between who's parent paying the parent or the student. I would say mm -hmm. most of the time the parents are paying. Now, do you... Do you run credit checks on both the student and the parents in these situations? I do not. Okay. And I have not had any problems with, in 14 years, I have not had problems. It's, they, gotcha. the students want to, you know, they want, they want housing and they pay, yeah. parents pay. I even have had situations where some, some boys did something, they threw some beer cans at a at a next door neighbor and they broke some of her uh, tiles. And um, the police said, look, this, this is a felony and you better, you better fix this right away. Within minutes, they coughed up the money, you know, to, to fix it because they, you know, one of them wanted to be a teacher and they don't want that any mar on their record. So I find they're very willing to take care of things. And that was a really big okay. exception, but. Okay. That was actually the topic I was going to talk about next. One of the biggest things that you always hear with college housing is a lot of the landlords being worried about parties, about destruction, about not being not no cleanliness within the apartment. Have you experienced any of those things besides that one situation of throwing some beer cans? Have you kind of had that problem where all of a sudden you found out that there was a kegger at one of your houses? Oh, yes, of course. I, I've had all those experiences, but you know, okay. honestly, at the beginning of the year, the police come and talk to all my tenants and they oh. basically said Utica is not, um, you know, they don't go for these wild parties and uh, you better, you know, keep things in line. And the neighbors will call the police if there's an issue. You know, Halloween, there were a couple of issues, uh, but it turned out it wasn't really my tenants. It was other people walking around that broke some windows and did some bad things, wow. stole stole some pumpkins and neighbors now all have things on camera. So, um, you that know. is true. That changed the security cameras have completely changed mischief for sure. Exactly. As far as cleanliness, um, no, they, they, the parents come, they expect the white glove treatment. And I'm telling you every edge of every cabinet of everything, we clean every inch, but the kids, they don't clean it all. The girls do the boys, not a, thing in fact um one of my little secrets is i go up um like i'm going up in january after the holidays and i actually may squirt the stoves with easy off and i'll, I'll clean the drains and i clean the the dryer vents i do a little you know things here and there but in yeah. may it comes there'll be thick dust on all the baseboards they don't clean at all unless something yeah. some spills you know but maybe girls, maybe if something spills they might clean right, it maybe. <laughs> They like the string mops. I like the sponge mops. <laughs> um, no, so the then girls, you just wait to the end of the year to then just do a really deep cleaning at turnover deep, time. Super deep. Yeah, super, super deep. But um, okay. the girls are better. I have to say the girls are darling. And I try so hard to get girls, but the girls seem to take their time thinking about it. Whereas the boys are like, you'll give us the whole house. They run to the ATM machine and give me the deposit in, you know, minutes. <laughs> so That's interesting to see the difference. Yeah. Oh. The girls are great. 
they'll put up lovely curtains and decorate. It's wonderful when the girls are there and they will clean. Yes, the girls clean. <laughs> okay. Boy, not so much. <laughs> okay. So that's good to know. So like, yes, they're college students. They're still going to have their parties, but you've never ended up in a position where there's been like destruction to your property because of, of parties or anything like that. You know, minor, I have to say, okay, they've thrown okay. people through walls, but you know, a, a sheet of sheetrock is not that expensive. And I charge <laughs> plenty. I charge them plenty for, you know, when they throw a person through the wall. <laughs> but and it, have to, exactly. It, it doesn't happen that often, but they okay. do pay. I give them just like every other landlord an itemized bill at the end for labor and materials. And, uh, and there's nothing to discuss really. I, you know, I give them the bill and deduct the, it, and the, the deposits so far have always covered everything. So yeah, that's been good. Okay. I, I like you're actually leading me literally to the next topic that I want to talk about there. So talking about throwing people through walls and maybe kind of having some fights and things like that. Since you rent by the room, it's like you're in my mind here. Since you rent by the room, has there ever been a time when then people didn't get along? One person wanted to move out. You had to move in somebody else. And then now that kind of just changed the dynamic in the household. How do you kind of mitigate then those different personalities? And especially when sometimes your college students, this is the first time they've lived with people outside of their family. Right. That does happen occasionally, but in the lease, it says that they're able to sublet. So I put the responsibility on them to find someone else. And oh. honestly, in 14 years, I've only had about two cases of people doing that. And uh, one time someone did, you know, one or two times someone did find someone. And then of course I have to be compassionate. Sometimes a father will lose a job or, you know, somebody will be very, very sick in their family. So I have to be compassionate, but um, in some cases they're able to find someone else. And in other cases they're not. Um, so I, I just kind of have worked it all in. And if it's in the middle of the year, I've at least collected, you know, one semester. And so it's not a tremendous, it's not a tremendous loss. So, yeah. um, but if it's just a matter of they don't like the people anymore, or what's more typical is boyfriend, girlfriend, they want to go live with someone else. And mm -hmm. uh, in that case, I make them find someone else and, and it's worked and they have to sign a new lease and, and that, you know, works out. Okay. And it sounds like you've been able to handle that really without too much yeah. issue. So that's great. Not so much really after, you know, considering I have about 35 tenants every year, I don't know. I haven't had any lately, but it has happened over the years a few times. Yeah. Okay. Now, that's this is really helpful to kind of just talk through. If you had started your portfolio all over again tomorrow, would you choose to go with college housing again? Or would you just kind of rent, you know, to kind of whoever? Do you think oh, you would still stay with the college town? Absolutely, Becky. I'm, <laughs> I'm rocking it, okay? I'm really rocking it. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's much higher amount of money and um yeah. And it's worth it. It's totally worth it. Yeah. yeah. Now, what would you say is the best piece of advice that a new landlord would need to know if they're going to rent to college students? You know, it's really important to meet them um and try to meet them a couple of times and um uh, find out as much as you can like if they're on sports teams or um, uh, it's hard. It is hard when six smiling faces come to you and you're not sure if one of them's going to, you know, try to, 
not pay. It's all about the not paying because <laughs> I want to be paid. Yeah. It's important. So, um, you know, I discuss the money with them, like who's paying, um, if, is financial aid an issue? Again, even if they say mm-hmm. it in general, when it comes down to before they move in, I need to discuss it again. The most important thing is getting paid. So that's the most important thing to discuss ahead of time and during the year. Um, that's pretty much it, getting paid. <laughs> I love it. So it's really very much like what we would talk about for screening any tenants, right? We want to make sure that they have the ability to pay and we understand and are very upfront with what our expectations are with that. That sounds really similar. Right. And expectations, I send them a lot of um, uh, emails about expectations prior to moving in, even though it's in the lease, okay. I sort of word it differently. And um, it's easier for them to, my kids have given me advice. It's easier to swallow a little at a time. Like even to the point where when they move in, if they have futons, they need substantial furniture things underneath them. And what I allow on the walls, those, I allow the command things. I don't allow nails in my woodwork and walls, no. (laughs) So, you know, that's part of the expectations. And I really, I go crazy over trash. I really um, have expectations about the week, you know, it's in the lease, but I constantly, before they even move in, I say it's a health issue. You know, it could attract rodents. Um, When I was casual about it in the beginning, I had people that had trash bags up the wall and um, the neighbors would call the board of health. So I put an end to that. My husband came up with the idea of paying for the special blue bags that we have in, in, in Utica. And uh, I'm a, a lunatic about the trash. I, uh, they cannot store it in the basement or the garage or the attic. <laughs> no, if you don't, if you don't stay on it and, and emphasize things like that, they'll easily just get lazy and put their trash everywhere. And of course it's a big problem, yeah. big problem. Exactly. And I thought I, I was laughing at your use of the word store, right? We should not be <laughs> storing trash. We should be trashing trash, right? Exactly. So yes. Um, and that apparently is a um, is something that is definitely common amongst college students is to just sit there and store their garbage rather than take it out. So yeah. that's interesting that that's one of the, the, the issues that you like to reiterate. What other types of either rules or guidelines do you feel then that you kind of give these students leading up to them moving in that wouldn't be typical for a long-term renter? Um no smoking um, or no vaping. Uh, they, mm-hmm. they can do that outside. I don't care about it outside, but I also um, do not want cigarette butts. First of all, I'm fortunate that most of my tenants are, are in sports. So most of them do not smoke. Um, but, you know, there's, okay. there's college kids smoke other things, as you know. I don't want to <laughs> I've heard. I've heard. <laughs> yeah, right. It's true. <laughs> um, but anyway, I don't want anything in my house at all. And um, I emphasize that, 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 you know, ozone machines would have to be rented and walls would have to be painted. I, I basically do a loony fit <laughs> and they believe me. <laughs> I don't mind whatever they do on the porches or, but I don't want any butts or residue anywhere. I don't want to be involved with that. Of so I, I, it's a I, lot of work and a lot of damage. Yeah. Yeah. I stress that. And it, honestly, they do comply. They're, they're pretty compliant with that. That's impressive. I'm happy to hear that. Well, with 35 tenants a year, I gotta be, I gotta stress certain things. Absolutely. Um, anything else that you feel like is a is a major kind of guideline that you give your college students when they move in? Well, it's in my lease that nobody may stay more than four days. 
And, you know, like, I'm not always there. So I don't know how many times the girlfriends stay there, but um, girlfriends or boyfriends the other way around. But honestly, um, I haven't had people couch surfing and doing things like that. Um, You know, I'm a little worried about it sometimes if I have a, you know, extra room or something, but um, no, I haven't had an issue with that. I, I stress it. I, I said, I'm renting by the room. And, you know, if anyone else is here, they need to pay. I, I act a yeah. little loopy about certain things and that's one of them. <laughs> but it sounds like once again, you're setting your expectations really up front and being very clear. And actually that makes me think of a question. Who pays utilities? Okay. Um, it, both, either the parents many times have come to me and asked for all inclusive. So I okay. up the price, I have a, a price point for all inclusive. And I also um, let them, I actually encourage them to pay their own utilities because they're more careful with utilities when they pay for them. And um, I'm actually, uh, I put a limit on water. Most landlords do cover water, but water in Utica is most expensive in the country. And the sewer, the sewer part of all things just went up 18.9%. And it's the sewer is as much as the water. So I'm, this falls under expectations. I, I've been paying up to $200 on the water, but I've noticed now landlords are expecting the the tenants to pay the water because the water bill, especially if they're sloppy and let a toilet leak, that's part of my uh, instructions too. Like teach them how to listen, listen for, um, you know, running toilets. So um, water's been a big issue over the years. Uh, once, I once received a bill for $1,330 for a three month period. Oh my God. Yeah, I know. I went to the water company and they did help me out, but you know, the, the, I can't have tenants be sloppy about the water. So that's something I'm very, very um, attentive to. I teach them it all sh- how to turn it off a running toilet and, 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 and I do send them a bill. I, as it comes in every three months, I let them know what the bill is. So, as I said, if they exceed the 200 per, they, they pay it, but, um, okay. That's sort of working out. Huh? I like that. Okay. That's very helpful. So those are some tips about what we want to make sure that we are thinking about ahead of time. Can you share what you would consider like a very, like a big red flag for a situation with your college students or when you're screening your tenants, like what's something that you're just like, nope, this is not, this is not a good sign. Uh, I would say that's very, very, very difficult um, because again, when five or six of them coming with a smile on their face, very, very difficult to, um, very difficult to um, figure that out. But um, again, I've been, you know, they, if they're on a sports team, I also have the coach, uh, as you know, they, the coaches have told me if, if they give you problems, let us know. Um, and the police know that if they're on a sports team, that they'll go to the coach. That's, you know, been kind of a backup. It's very hard to pick out the red flags. Um, I can say once basketball players come and, and one of them in particular was just, I don't know. He, he, I, I, I didn't like him, but, you know, I needed to rent the place and I rented it. And sure enough, they were horrible. One of the three snuck out, you know, in the middle of the night after, you know, one semester. And then um, they left the apartment in worse shape than usual. And also the first weekend that they were there, they went and put a, a, a folding chair on the roof and they were drinking beer on the roof. Actually, that's it. My kids told me, put that in your lease. No going on the roof. 
College kids yeah. like to go on the roof and drink beer. No, you could die. <laughs> no. Yes. I have heard that. I've <laughs> seen that when I visited friends' colleges when I was younger, but I always thought that was just such an odd, I went to school in a city. So I guess maybe I kind of missed out on that experience, but mm-hmm. I have, I have definitely heard this put chairs or couches on a, on a roof. Right. So, okay. Oh, it's in my <laughs> lease. And I reiterate, it's in my lease. <laughs> no. The things we have to put in leases, right? No couches on roofs. Like who would have thought that that would be oh, something right. we'd have to think about, but <laughs> guess we do. Yeah. All right. Well, that's, that's helpful there. So last thing that I wanted to just kind of address too, is I know that then now you are in a position to be helping other landlords work with college housing. And you do have a Facebook group as well of four people that are specifically looking to rent to college students. So I'll make sure for our listeners to link this, that group of yours to, for our, our listeners here, but can you just kind of share a little bit about what you like other people to kind of learn from that group and how you like to be able to help other landlords that are renting to college students. All right. That's why I started um, because I think there are a lot of very unique things about renting to college students. And um, I thought that I would have a lot of advice and I was hoping that, you know, <clears throat> to build the group and have each other, you know, help each other. So, yeah. um, but really, I mean, we've talked about some of the very unique things and certainly there are more unique things with college kids, yeah. but um yeah, that's it. I really want to help other people uh, with college rentals because I think it's uh, I think it's fantastic to tell you the truth. And yeah. again, so grateful that I came flying through these last two years of the pandemic with everyone paying, no problems at all. So yeah. uh, that's a real plus. No, I agree. And, and once again, as somebody else that rents to college students, um, I, I will say it is a very unique kind of subset to be able to rent into with just different kind of concerns and things to have to pay attention to. But same thing when even with my college students, their their school was actually shut down and went virtual. Well, all the boys were kind of like, well, I can go home and go be with my parents or I can live through the pandemic with my friends. (laughs) So a lot of them then still decided to choose that. And the parents, once again, were perfectly happy to continue to pay and have their kids out of their house. Actually, Becky, last year, the the schools were shut down. And the only thing that I had to do in the places where I was paying the all-inclusive, I had to get them better internet. And I had to get two per house, whereas I usually only get one very high speed for one house, but they were all taking their classes online. They all wanted to be together. And they even, you know, even when they were looking at the houses, the parents came to look and they said, the kids, they knew about the pandemic. They said, they want to be together. We're going to go ahead with it, you know, even the pandemic. So yeah, again, I'm grateful that things worked out, but all the kids were taking their classes online from the houses last year. Mm -hmm. Everybody. Yeah. Same with ours. So no, that's, it's really great that even just kind of looking into what's kind of changing in our world and with more virtual classes, that this is still a great opportunity to be able to make money and to serve our communities. So Pam, thank you so much for spending your time with me today and sharing so many tips about how our listeners can rent to college students. So thank you very much for being here. Thank you. It was fun. Enjoyed it. Yeah. And for all of our listeners out there, do make sure that if you are listening on your podcast, or if you are watching this on YouTube to make sure to hit that subscribe button. So you will get notified when we release our next episode, which comes out every Tuesday. Thank you very much for listening to the Lady Landlords podcast.
Well, I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, please do me a favor and leave a five-star review for the Lady Landlords podcast. This helps make sure to share a message with others that can use the similar information. Thank you very much for helping grow our community. Remember, there's a new episode every single Tuesday, and I'll see you back in the Lady Landlords Facebook group. Thank you.